What I'd like to do for the next few minutes is uh, call our attention to uh, an account that we find in the book of Jeremiah, chapter 26. Uh, Jeremiah 26, especially verse 2. And we read there that Jehovah sent Jeremiah, his servant, uh, to speak a prophecy concerning the impending captivity of uh, Judah under Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon. And even at this late hour uh, in the pre-captivity history of Judah, God was telling them through Jeremiah uh, that even now, at this late hour, If you repent of your sins, even at this late hour in the decline of the nation, uh, repent of your spiritual adultery, repent of your lawlessness. Uh, If you repent even now, I will relent, God said, in the evil that I purposed to do because of your evil doings. But if you don't repent, I will make Jerusalem, this city, a curse among the nations. Death, destruction, captivity will come. Uh, But the response of the religious establishment, the priests, the prophets, to this word from God was to tell Jeremiah, you shall surely die. Uh, How dare you prophesy against Jerusalem in this way? How dare you say such things to us? But Jeremiah persisted in declaring the word of the Lord. And he persisted even at the risk of his life. There were many times when he, it seemed that he would die at the next moment, literally, uh, at the hands of the unbelieving. And uh, the unbelieving, we need to remember, included most notably the spiritual leaders of the day. Uh, this was not the first time that Jeremiah would speak the true word of God and risk his life, and it was not the last time either. But The words I'd especially call our attention to today are the command that drove Jeremiah to continually do what he did as the spokesman for Jehovah, and we find that in chapter 26, verse 2. Thus saith the Lord, stand in the court of the Lord's house and speak unto all the cities of Judah which come to worship in the Lord's house all the words that I command thee to speak unto them. Diminish not a word. And we find the same thing later on in verse 12. Then spake Jeremiah unto all the princes, to all the people, saying, The Lord sent me to prophesy against this house and against this city all the words that you have heard. And he's threatened with death, but later in verse 15, he's threatened with death, but he says to the religious establishment, For of a truth the Lord hath sent me to speak all these words in your ears. And we find the phrases, all the words, or all these words, 26 times in the book of Jeremiah. We have this repeated phrase, diminish not a word, and the fuller sense of that command in the original language would be, do not omit, or do not restrain, or do not withdraw a single word of all that I have commanded you to say. God says, say it all, declare all that I've commanded you to declare. And we find the same thing in the book of Acts. We come over to Acts chapter 20, and the Apostle Paul, as he's saying his farewell to the Ephesian elders, he says this to them, Acts chapter 20, verse 20. He says, I kept back nothing that was profitable to you, but I've shown you, I've taught you publicly and from house to house, testifying both to Jews and also to Greeks, repentance toward God and faith toward our Lord Jesus Christ. 
Verse 27 of the same chapter in Acts, Paul says, For I have not shunned to declare unto you all the counsel of God. And, and more literally, Paul is saying, I did not shrink back from declaring to you God's whole counsel. I did not retreat. I did not back off. I didn't compromise. Well, we live in a time when the religious establishment under the leadership of Satan is doing everything it can to oppose the proclamation of the one true gospel, the whole counsel of God, the preaching of righteousness. But the cancel culture isn't new. It goes back to Jeremiah. It goes back to the days of the Apostle Paul. It goes back to the time of Peter and John in the early chapters of the book of Acts. There, there, there's this spirit-filled preaching that's happening beginning in the second chapter of Acts. And the religious establishment is disturbed and they don't want it to go on. So they have these men arrested. Peter and John are arrested. They're put in prison. And beginning in chapter 4, verse 16, we read that the Sanhedrin met together, and they said, we need to suppress this. Uh, our power, our authority is being called into question. And if we let this go on, we're going to lose control of the people. We're going to lose control of the situation. And so Acts chapter 4, verse 17, they said, Let's not waste any time. Let's threaten these men that they speak no more in the name of Jesus. And so they were called before the Sanhedrin. They commanded them not to speak at all nor teach in the name of Jesus. But then we read in the next verses those great words. Peter and John answered and said to them, Whether it be right in the sight of God to hearken unto you more than to God, judge ye. But we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. With Jeremiah, they said, We will not diminish a word. We will not diminish a word. And that's what God is calling each of us to do today. That's what God is calling each of us to pray for today. This is a time for bold witness. It's a time when we need to seek the filling of the Spirit. It's a time when we need to live not in fear, but in confidence in God and in His Word. Pastors especially, of course, have that responsibility and calling, but it doesn't stop there. Uh, the church has this calling. The church certainly as a body has that responsibility, and so also to each of us as individual believers in Christ and in his word. We, we can't shrink back. We must obey the Lord's command to diminish not a word. And I'm so grateful that that's the work that, that Sermon Audio is doing and that so many who are connected with Sermon Audio are doing through this great, wonderful vehicle that the Lord has raised up. Do not omit a single word. Do not restrain a single word. Do not withdraw a single word is what we're commanded. Say it all, the Lord tells us. Say it all. Declare all that I've commanded you to declare. This is what we need. This is what we need to pray for, boldness to do that. Uh, if we would see reformation and revival in such a time as this, I believe that we need to pray for that. We need to continually, as, as you are and as you continue to do, pray for an unusual outpouring of the Spirit in saving and sanctifying power. And 
pray that we would not, any of us who are broadcasting on sermon audio, and none of us from our pulpits, none of us as individuals in our churches and in the places where the Lord has placed us, none of us that we would never diminish a word of what the Lord has given us to say to this lost and dying world. We need to proclaim the whole undiminished, unadulterated Word of God. Living, powerful, alive. Do we believe that? Do we really believe that? That the Word of God is alive, powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. I would encourage us to pray also that we would seek for the Word to be the infallible critic, as that passage in Hebrew says, the infallible critic of the thoughts and intents of our hearts. And that it would be the sword in our hands, used by the Spirit to stand, stand for Christ and stand against the enemies of our souls. Let's look to the Lord in prayer briefly. Father, we thank you for the, the examples of boldness that we see in your word time and time again, Old Testament and new. Father, may we follow those examples. May we not be afraid to declare what you have given us to declare and to live as you have encouraged and commanded us to live and to think as you have commanded us to think. In such a time as this, Father, we pray that you would use us, that you would fill us with your Spirit, that we might be your instruments for reformation and revival in this world. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.